Tim, I normally put this link out there so that strangers can reach out to me, but you are not a stranger. <laughs> yeah, we do know each other a little bit, but we haven't actually had a chance to sit down and chat in quite some time. Yeah, it's been a few years. So yeah. basically strangers. And internet times, if you don't talk to somebody for a few years, you're basically a stranger. Oh, yeah. Yeah, facts. Yeah. Um, so well, how, how are you? These... Your hair is looking good. I, well, I got out, so I was finally able to actually grow the thing out and, you know, have some form of character as opposed to just the standard military silliness, you know? Well, I love that for you because so many guys get out and then they they don't have character or personality. So I'm like, why did you get out? I mean, I love guys who get out, they don't do anything with their hair or their dress, and they still make 60 grand a year. And I'm like, why? Yeah. <laughs> what, you know, there's, what there's are you so doing? much... There's so much better. Embrace who you are and then just let them. Well, I love to hear that from you. That is not the um that is not the mantra of most people, whether you know it or not yet, but I love that because it's uh as much as it seems probably obvious to you and certainly seems obvious to me, it's just not the it's not ob it's just not the way that most people operate. So I love to hear that. Yeah. There was there was a saying that I really took to heart a while ago, and it was don't don't be where you're tolerated. Be where you're celebrated. And that really hit me because if you're surrounded by like-minded people that just want to not not necessarily lift you up, but lift you up and have everyone going towards a mission, I, I think that's huge as opposed to just being a drone, so to speak. You know, showing up, doing the nine to five. I'm going through that in my life right now. Really? Yeah. How's that? Uh, I'm in a place where I am not celebrated. And so, no, actually, I'm going to make some changes. Yeah, I can't have it. I'm like, dude, I'm great. And you guys don't think I'm great. And it's not making me feel worse about myself. It's making me think less of you. Mm. So, I like that. I'm going to bail. And that's that's one of the things. And I was I was talking to to Mike a little bit about it earlier. Because I'm, I'm in his mastermind for finance silliness. Because... That's the name of the game. Um, Glassby? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, there's probably a lot of mics out there. It's, it's not the most uncommon of names. <laughs> yeah, somebody, some mic is listening and they're like, me? Not me. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, was telling, I was telling him, I was like, man, like I want to lean more and more into my real estate and entrepreneurship and assembling a team that I want um, as opposed of being a part of like my W2s team where it's more tolerated than celebrated. And I get, you know, uh, like even uh, on my bad days of, you know, owning, owning homes and renting them out, like something, you know, like if a deal falls through or if like you don't get the, you know, a fund secure, you're like, oh, son of a bitch. But I never felt bad versus like at work or sometimes I'll I'll leave and it's like, ah, you know, it just eats away a little bit. So keeping that going. Love that for you, dude. Um, yeah, I love that for you. I feel very much the same. I, I kind of rather work on. Yeah, I'd always rather just work on my projects, even if they're not as good or big as other people's mm -hmm. projects. At least they're they're mine and, and all the failures I've had and. In real estate, I've just never, 
I don't really remember them. All the failures, if I think back, maybe it's just my bias because I'm thinking about it right now, like all the times where I've like really not done well, it's because I was just in a job. Yeah. I was just in somebody, some, some place that I'm like, I'm just drearing along. Actually, the time that I thrive most is when usually when I'm at a job, I hate so much that I'm like, I'm going to side gig and then exit. And those like, you know, that those times when I really thrive is when I'm working for myself, um, mm -hmm. but have the, you know, the sort of two jobs. I like having two jobs. Yeah. That's, that's, that's actually my current position. Cause I, I have my, my, uh, real estate and it's, uh, short-term rental takes up a significant amount of time, but then not also passive. W two, yeah. Oh God, no! Like of all the passive income, short-term rental is the least passive. I closed down two short-term rentals this year and converted them back to long-term rentals, and I probably, I probably lost forty to fifty thousand dollars over the last two and a half years on converting them to short-term rentals getting rid of all the furniture that I didn't get nearly, you know, anything for having to paint and yeah. repaint management, like the losses, like, and honestly, and, and, and not even, that doesn't even count the time. So I converted two properties to uh, short-term rentals. Neither of them mm -hmm. made really money. They took a lot of time and energy and a lot of stress. And then I converted them back and I'm like, and now yeah. you know, I have Roderick, Roderick, my partner just manages everything for me. And I'll tell you what, yeah. I think I might be the closest person to passive income in real, in real estate because Roderick, my hero, my lifeline, my partner, <laughs> the second love of my life. Um, I, he calls me sometimes mm -hmm. and is like, Hey, didn't want to bother you, but you had a flood in your property and I had to replace all the cabinets, but I already did it. It's done. And, uh, and best yet, check this out. The dude skims my money. I love this. I found out one day I'm in Buildium because we use Buildium. I find mm -hmm. out one day and my accounts do my books and she's like, bro, your property manager has $15,000 of your money sitting in his account. Or it was something like, no, we found out that there was like $15,000 missing. Wow. That's a bit. And I was like, what the heck, Roderick? And he's like, oh yeah, well, I know like bothering you for repairs. So I just keep like a little CapEx budget. And when something mm -hmm. happens, I just call you and say, the cabinet's flooded out and we fixed it. And we used four grand and, uh, and I'll just replenish that. You don't have to think about it. And so the, he just gave me access to the account. So it wasn't even like it was on his books. He just, I just didn't have the right setting or whatever. Yeah. And so that's how passive my, uh, my real estate is now when I do it, when I do it right, which is, which is, he just, that dude takes such good care of me. I'll never find another one like him. And that's, that's where going into like finding partners and people who are aligned with your risk temperament and strategy and values. It's not hard. It's not easy. It's not hard mm -hmm. if you take the right steps and yeah. it's impossible if you don't do the right things, but the right things to do are quite easy, which is, I mean, I'll just riff off real quick, but it's like the reason I found all my partners is like one, you got to tell people what you do. Yeah. Two, you got to tell people who you are. Mm -hmm. And three, you got to tell. Uh, three, you got to tell people what you what you uh, how you how they can work with you. So what you want to do, who you are, and how they can work with you. You tell people those three things, and they will find you. They're like, oh, I want to buy multifamily properties in the southeast. And Alex needs an, an underwriter, an asset manager, deal acquisitions, like mm -hmm. LPs. Oh, I want to be one of those. Let's 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 do this together. But if you don't tell them, they can't know. Yeah. It's actually not a bad idea because I, I started up a 
find some properties branch up here in upstate New York. And that's it. I, I, I didn't think of, I only thought of that as building a network and building an education community, not necessarily an opportunity to find partners outside of the obvious what? networking. Um, let me ask you a question about that. Are you an, yep. are you an educator? Do you want to educate or do you look at education? Let me ask you, let's start with that. Do you want to, are you, do you naturally gravitated towards educating people? I love teaching people about life and real estate and finances and, and martial arts. Um, those are like my three, the three things I'm passionate about teaching. So a little bit, depending on the topic. Yeah, I want to be really clear here. Do you want to talk about those things, or do you, and help people, or do you want to do you want to actually educate? Well, um, what's okay, the let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a different question. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, have you made any courses? Have you written anything down? Have you written written all of this stuff out? So i I've written down. I, I have like three or four presentations that that I have, but it's more analysis basis like hey here's how i lost thirty thousand dollars on a deal let's go through see, you know see what's right what's wrong and how we can piece that together so i didn't build a course out no it's more speaking yeah i'm just i'm just i'm just asking questions i'm just i try to look at people not for what they say but what they do and so when mm -hmm. i meet like right now it's hard to tell because a lot of people are like, educating but the reason where i'm going with all this is a lot of people right now like education is popular because it's profitable because uh, deals are harder to find. So people are like, yeah. oh, I'll make money on, on telling people how to do it rather because I can't do it right now. Um, but most people I don't believe are natural educators, and that's fine. And so it's interesting when you said like, hey, I've been using this this meetup as an education platform rather than a networking platform or like a team building platform. I'm like, mm -hmm. what's interesting is, again, I'm, I'm, by, I'm, I'm projecting more than I'm asking, act to be, to be <laughs> fair. But like what I do meetups, because um, I've started a few meetups before. Yeah. I have never done a meetup where I'm like, we have a speaker and we have education. I've never done that because I'm like mm -hmm. very, I'm not an educator. I don't care. I'm like, talk to people. Yeah. One-on-one, -on -one, right? Like you've been, you and I have going to be this before. Like I used to show up late, so I don't have to hear the speech. I'm just like, all right, now we're hanging out. Yeah. Because, and that's just me, but um, in your meetup, you know, you're going to be the thought leader. So even if you wanted it for education and even if you wanted it for, you know, community building, all these things, the, the same principle applies. Like if you want to have, if you want to get partners out of that, yeah. how do they know they can be a partner of yours? Like the, one of the worst things I think happens, especially when people become thought leaders, they have a podcast. There's this thing in our heads and all of our brains that you see somebody who's got a podcast and they're up there and they're, they're a thought leader or they're an authority. You don't, actually know what they're doing or what they're about you just it, yeah. there's this weird effect where you're like oh, they're real they're taking it seriously they're a big deal i couldn't possibly i'm not on their level and people do this yeah they put people up on pedestals and then next thing you know it's like dude i need you as a partner and you're sitting there going oh tim's the big he's this big deal he couldn't possibly work with little old me and so what i find is um we have to go out of our way to tell people what we're doing and what we need mm -hmm. because they they, they're like, oh, I didn't realize that we could find a way to work together. True. Yeah, because I was siloing the networking part and the partnering part. Like, that, that would be a second order of effect with that because, for me, uh, the meetup is educationally based because I – you don't know what you don't know. And especially 
like podcasts I find are, you know, fantastic, you know, huge fan of them, but some of the more nuances and the interactions you don't get too, you know, uh, when you're not in a live audience. And then from there, having that one-on-one conversation, then uh, I would just say, if they're asking and looking for, you know, an opportunity, but it's not a good, it's not a good way for me to seek out other team members. So I definitely do have to make that change just because it wasn't very upfront and apparent. It was only if you're having a one-on-one and only, you know, only if the topic came up. So that's a good idea. Scream it from the hilltop, bro. Especially, you know, if you're like, Hey, I have a win-win. Yeah. It's not like you're being, I'm not, I'm not like, Oh, go sell from stage your thing at their expense. It's like, dude, I need partners. Yeah. So how, how many Both deals win. have you partnered on? Cause I, I, I know you've done quite a bit and I don't think like you've, you've pulled other, other folks in for like capital or ownership and equity or something. Yeah. I've done a bunch of partners on single family deals where I've done I, all my flips. I always had partners. I had, I had equity partners. I didn't do yeah. debt. I like did so I'm like, I want to make you real money so that we can keep doing it, which didn't end up working out, but that's another story. Hmm. Um, so I partnered on a bunch of flips. Uh, I partnered on, I got five, four partners on a 24 unit and we bought a okay. uh, 24 unit together, million dollar property. And then mm-hmm. I partnered, I raised money for a syndication that I had found the deal. I put the partner, I put the operators together and raised all the money. So I raised 1.4 million from 32 investors. Okay. That's a bit. Yeah. So uh, yeah. L- let me ask you about that, that million dollar deal um the the what you said 20 unit 24 yeah out in fable yeah um for for that one you said you had uh five partners i was looking at getting like a 17 unit for around the same price up here in uh upstate new york and rochester and it ranged depending on the partners like we could do it with three or we could bring up to five and our lending source was like ah five on a million that's that's kind of a lot of hats in the ring did you ever experience that or is that just go find another lender um here's what i did i didn't want the bank didn't care as long as they had less than 20 percent. so what i did was i structured the deal so that i had whatever it was, it was 23% and my other partner had 23% and then everybody else had 17, whatever the number came out to, something okay. like that. And what that means and the way that, and I had to put more in cause we all put in an equal share. Mm-hmm. I had to put more in, but what that allowed the bank to do is they prevent, what it did was it prevented from the pa- the, the smaller partners from having to get their own underwriting. So the bank didn't have to deal yeah. with them. And that's where the banks have to work is when they have to underwrite somebody and guarantee the loan against their name. So, that mm-hmm. number, by the way, most people don't know this. I only know this because I was in banking. That number is 20%. So generally. Mm-hmm. So if somebody has less than 20% equity in a deal, banks don't care. Generally. Yeah. That's not a hard and fast rule. So what you do is you structure the deal and just say, me and whoever like wants to be like, you know, I want to take, maybe you'll take a bigger paycheck from it. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I, t- I didn't take a bigger paycheck, right? Because you're going to do more work and you're going to take more risk. But because it was a smaller deal, because it was my first deal, I was like, I will do that for free and that'll be my trade mm-hmm. to get trust. Okay. Um, so you can go to the bank and say, Hey, it's five partners, but only two are going to guarantee the loan. So we'll have 
25 and 25, we'll take half. And then the other partners will take, you know, whatever's left of the other half, whatever, however those shares yeah. break out, whether it's two or five people. Now that means you're probably gonna have to come up with more of the capital, but maybe that's a problem. Maybe that's not. Um, but that's how I structured it. And that way the bank's like, I don't, we don't care who the other three partners are then. Fair enough. Yeah. Cause we were trying to get like five in, in, in the bank was like, that's kind of a lot. Cause it would be each like 20%. Yeah. So, yeah, they don't want to do the work for the underwriting. Cause they're like, Oh, this is so much work for, for them. It's well, what is it? It's a $700,000 loan. Yeah. Right. That's a, and it's a big stack of paperwork for $700,000. You got to remember the, the stack of paperwork. If you if they had one partner and they did $10 million, right. And it's a simple loan the stack of paperwork's this big and they loan yeah. out $10 million versus this for 750,000, yeah. just from a company perspective, which, which, which product would you want? Oh yeah. The first one every day of the week, every day of the week. Sense. So for them, yeah. you know, and, and I think about this cause I was in banking, like these are human beings. This is not mm -hmm. like the bank. It's human beings. It's, it's yeah. You know, yeah. it's Julie and, and Johnny and they're like, you know, we're on salary. Maybe we get a little bonus for closing deals. Like we don't get a big commission check for, uh, now the, the, uh, salesperson does the broker does, but everybody else is mm -hmm. just, they're just, yeah, they're, just they're on salary. So they're like, dude, we want loans that are easy. That's like one of the best tips I can tell somebody about lending, about going to get banks is like, yeah. understand that the other person on the other end, like think about the work they have to do and how it's structured. Now that's not easy if you haven't worked in banking, but like, Talk to a banker, talk to somebody who's been banking. Like, how can I make this loan? So when the, when I walk into the bank, they're like, this will be the easiest money I've ever made. Let's go. That's when you get loans approved. Okay. A deal has to make money. Yeah. But if you get a deal that makes money, there's a lot of deals that make money that get turned down, right? All day long. We see this all day long. There's deals out there that get Really? Of course. Look at your deal. What about the deal <laughs> you just told me about? And you're like, this makes money. They're like, oh, five partners though. Why do you think it's because it's like, it's too much work. Yeah. It's okay. too much that of a hassle. Sense. It's not that the deal doesn't make money. It's like, maybe the risk is weird. Maybe it's a risk they don't want to take. Maybe it's a risk they don't understand. And a lot of times it's just like, you know, there's generally not a, most banks have a lot of, they have a lot of opportunities. They're not like, yeah. oh, thank God Tim walked in. We were going to go broke. Yeah, true. So they're like, we're going to take the ones that are the, the, the ones that are going to keep us afloat. And we're going to kick off the ones that are like, dude, this is just spinning wheels. Yeah, Cause you got to think, what is the bank? What is the bank going to make on 700 grand? They're gonna make 1%. They're gonna make 70 grand a year. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, sure. I, you know, maybe they'll, they'll make they're depending on what their cost of capital is, but maybe they make 3%. It's just like, if you break it down like that, in those kind of terms, like what does the person have to do? What does the bank actually make? And they start thinking about this and they're like, okay, make it fucking easy. Yeah. No. And so how, how do I'm sure I can just ask my bank, but in your experience, like, do you have like a standardized template that you do uh, when you go to the bank and, and you're like, Hey, uh, this is the loan that I'm trying to get for this property. That's a good question. I don't have a standard anything because every time that I've like, um, I, I've, I've just, I evolve. So like, I don't have standard anything because every time I do a deal, I'm like, oh, I could do this better. So every time I've done a pitch or something mm -hmm. to a bank or whatever, it's just, they get better. So I wouldn't say I have a standard, but I will say that I do, I do have some, uh, I'll have a format. I'll give you a format or a framework. Okay. I should put this into a framework. 
have a pitch. Like you are selling the bank, they want to be sold. What's going to happen is the broker is going to look at this, right? And they're going to go bring it to their head underwriter. And they're going to have to, and if they agree, then they have to get more information. And then they have to start bringing it to, um, you know, secondary underwriters or servicers. And they have to start yep. like undo, like taking apart the deal and seeing if it's going to make money, mm -hmm. yada, yada, yada. So first thing you can do is make the pitch clear, clean, thorough, and answer all their questions up front. So just like you were pitching an investor. So what I do is, I should probably write this out. What I would do is just be like, um, if you're going to a bank and you say like, like just so you go to an investor, like what are all the questions they're going to ask you? All of them. Yeah. And then you write it out. And what you want to okay. do is you want to keep it, you want to go from like concise to thorough. Cause like nobody wants to go read your 40 page freaking pitch. Yeah. So it's like, what are you trying to accomplish? What's the deal? Why does it make sense? Right. And then you just start mm -hmm. going through like, um, I'm trying to think of how I do a normal pitch deck. What's the deal? Um, why are you, what, like, you know, you know what it is, where it's located, what's the opportunity, right? How does this make money? Yep. Right. How do we want to pay for it? Who are the operators? Right. What's the five-year business plan? Can you write out projections? And then you just start building out what's basically an FAQ. Mm -hmm. What if this happens? What if this happens? Who's going to do the construction? Who's going to property manage it? It's like all that stuff. You're going to, one, you're going to need that no matter what. Because you're going to have investors, you're going to have partners, you're going to need that stuff. The faster yeah. you can get ahead of it, the better you are. Secondly, there's something about writing things down that takes it out of your head where you think it's clean in your head. But if you can't write it concisely, it's not as clean in your head as you think. So getting mm -hmm. things out on paper concisely is like, it starts to really yeah. make things coalesce in a much different way. So if you can write out a pitch that's like okay. five pages and has financial projections and has a mm -hmm. bunch of you know risk mitigations in it and you could give it to them, because you got to think, let me tell you what the bank's going to do. They're going to write a CAM. That's a credit application memo. And what that CAM yeah. is, that's their, their, their version of the same thing, but it's going to be way more thorough. That thing is going to be 40 pages. Jesus. And then they're going to give that to the credit board. That's how banks, most banks work, small regional banks. They're going to give it to the credit board. The credit board is like the eight people who funded the bank generally and like maybe the head underwriter and, and you know, some people on staff and some board members maybe. And they're going to decide if they want to do the loan or not. And maybe they read the 40 pages. Maybe they don't. What they're going to do is they're going to get pitched. Um, they're going to get the pitch. They're going to get the, the mm -hmm. short version. So you want the okay. deal to... You want to sell the deal to the bank from day one. You're going to do that by being clean, concise, right? And um, yep. and then, like, when they want it, it's thorough. Excuse me. I got I got a cold down fighting because I moved to a place that's cold as shit. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend Sorry. that. Well, I, I know now. <laughs> I got up here and started snow and i started coughing i'm like son of a bitch <laughs> and turns out icing is a thing and de-icing is a thing okay clear cons clear concise thorough answer all the questions five-year plan the who what when we're wise risk mitigation and roles and responsibilities yeah so and then the other like thing it. is um all the things that you need for underwriting which you should know right your w2 mm -hmm. your 1099s your tax returns, dude, bring yep. all that to them day one. Okay. Because they're going to ask for it. Make it easier. Yeah, true. And here's the thing, dude. What does this all start to make? What does this all start to do in their head? 
you're easier to work with, so they want to give you more or lend you more money. You're easier to work with, so they want to work with you. And guess what? People who are thorough, prepared in advance, mm-hmm. right? Who come with a with like who are taking it very seriously, they don't go out of business. True. Yes. They're a little bit more type A and on it and more proactive than reactive. Dude, if you're on it, they're like, oh, this guy's going to take care of this project. Not only does it make money, yeah. not only is the deal easy to do, this guy's all over this thing. Mm-hmm. True. This, dude, you are a risk. You want to display yourself as low risk as possible, and you do that through your behaviors. <laughs> you do that through preparation. Okay. I like that. Because I, I have a small template that I used because we've, we've – bid on three different because we're looking for uh for like the million to two million range uh with me and a few partners we've done three bids two one we got financing for but one of the partners fell through uh just because we couldn't get loans but we're actively trying to get more of these uh opportunities pop up in the local area so i'm going to apply this to my to my template and make it easier uh, for everyone involved. Yeah. Talk, start talking to those brokers more. Okay. The brokers are the same I, I thing. Can... The brokers are the same thing. Mm-hmm. What does the broker want? They want somebody who can close. They want somebody yeah. who's going to make their leg easy. Yeah. They want somebody who can come up with the cash. So the same thing with the brokers, sure. you're like, dude, let's hang out. Like, hey, I'm looking for the – send you can send them stuff, right? Hey, can I send you an email? Hey, this is what I'm looking for. This is why I have my equity lined up. I have my debt lined up. You know, I've already talked to the bank. Like, I'm ready to go. This is the kind of deal I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, oh, freaking Tim wants a million-dollar deal, 17 to 20 units, whatever it is. Here's one. I already talked to him. I, he's top of mind. Let's go. Sure, sure, sure. That's a good idea. I didn't think of that one. I don't know why. It seems pretty straightforward. Oh, yeah. Dude. It's just people. Yeah. It, I feel like people forget that a lot you know more they people view things as a function as opposed to people who we are as opposed to what we do i never forget good well, I, mean, um, that's, I, I tell that's people like, i never star. invest in real estate i only invest in people oh yeah that's awesome well i want to be respectful of your time i know that we're we're coming up on this gotta say been following you loving what you're doing seeing where you're going you're Thank awesome you. Thank you. I think right, uh, I'll get your hair. <laughs> all right, all right, dude. Be well. Hey, have a good one. Bye. Hey, hey, whoa, wait, 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 wait. Fuck.